Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Cold, wet, snowy, slick. Tuesday here in Fort Wayne. Stand by for news and stuff. What's it like in your neck of the woods? The same thing? <laughs> We've missed another day. No school. Boy, oh boy, get these kids to school. It's dangerous out there, though. All kinds of things happening. Pray for WHCB. Transmitter down. Needs 40 grand. They have not one red cent for that. So we'll just pray and see what God's going to do. Always something happening in there. Yep. You do know that God's in control. I mean, he could keep the transmitter going for a billion years. Sure he could. He's God. He does things we don't understand, right? You understand everything that's happening in your life? I don't. And I've been at this 50 years. I mean, as a Christian. Yep. You pray for us, we'll pray for you, and certainly keep the radio stations in your prayer. They're always needing money, and now a big need down there in Tri-City, Tennessee, with WHCB 91.5. We just pray God works things out that they can get back on the air, be ready for Sherathon at the end of February. Need a lot of money, got to come from somewhere. You pray that God will deliver, my friend. I know that you will. Love you. In the world is going on. I just had to lead with this one, uh, for it again speaks to the truth of how insane we are in America. It's a flood of evil. Makes no sense. Bryan, Ohio is pretty close to us here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And a pastor now has pleaded not guilty this morning during an arraignment in municipal court after opening the doors of his church 24 hours a day, started last March, opened the doors to anyone who needed a place to rest and get out of the cold. I thought about that when we got to 30 below wind chill factor a week or so ago. Could we do that here? Well, boy, you don't want to do it in Bryan, Ohio. Pastor Chris Avil of Dad's Place, that's the name of the church, Dad's Place, faces numerous zoning violations. We'll see, but I'm just. I'm praising God that at least as of now, I'm understanding correctly, the people can stay, said the pastor, while standing next to his attorney outside of the courtroom. The church is located next door to a county homeless shelter, but often takes in those that the shelter cannot help, kind of an overflow. We're disappointed with the city that they would take this extra measure, says his attorney, Jeremy Dyes. There are, there are multiple attorneys on this case. The mayor and anyone in the city could have come and talked to us at any time before all of this. Arresting the pastor, code violations of allowing homeless into his church. My, oh my. So today's the day in New Hampshire. Trump is going to win. Nikki Haley needs to bow out, but she says, I'm going to stay in there and do my thing. Former President Donald Trump told his supporters in the final days here in New Hampshire that, of course, in all likelihood, he's not going to choose 2024 Republican nominee rival Nikki Haley. She's not a presidential timber, he says. Trump said of Haley as he spoke Friday night at a rally in the New Hampshire capital city. Now, when I say that, that probably means she's not going to be chosen as my vice president. Some potential vice presidential picks, former primary candidate, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, New York House Representative Elise Stefanik, oh, she's a tiger, Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio, 
South Carolina House Republican Nancy Mace, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, and Arkansas Governor, oh, I like her, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Scott, who remains popular with primary voters, is an enticing choice, but Stefanik is said to have recently impressed Trump with her grilling of the Ivy League presidents over the anti-Semitism that was going on on campus. Oh, she was a tiger. So with an abundance of options, few in Trump's political orbit have a good feel for whom Trump is leaning toward as his running mate. Nobody knows. Veteran Republican strategist Ryan Williams noted that Trump prizes loyalty and fealty above everything else when it comes to his supporters. You better be loyal. Oh, I think we know that one. It was interesting. I don't know whether we can believe ABC or NBC. Their latest polls show that 75% of Americans don't want Trump or Biden. I think you could argue that statistic or that poll. What's going to happen today? So everyone has a voice, none louder than NBA legend Charles Barkley. He gets into a lot of stuff. Recently laughing at Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley over her controversial declaration about the United States of America. Last week, the former South Carolina governor declared America is not a racist country, never has been a racist country. What? The comments generated controversy because in the eyes of her critics, there is a plethora of evidence showing that America was founded on racist ideals, at least in part, like slavery and the three-fifths compromise. And when Barkley had his opportunity to respond, he just laughed about her comments. He composed himself and said this, I, I have a hard time trying to decide who I'm going to vote for this election. So Nikki Haley now is the leader in the clubhouse because she's 100% correct that if you Forget about slavery and Jim Crow and segregation and anti-Semitism and the Asian hate that's going on in this country. Then America has been totally smooth sailing and we should vote for her. Barkley said that Haley is just stupid. The Supreme Court yesterday rejected an appeal from Hunter Biden's former business partner regarding his criminal conviction for alleged roles in defrauding a Native American tribe, Devon Archer, who served on the Ukrainian energy company Burisma's board alongside Biden previously lost an appeal before the high court. A federal judge sentenced Archer to prison in 2018 for allegedly defrauding the tribe by fraudulently issuing $60 million in tribal bonds after he was convicted by a jury. However, his conviction was thrown out in late 2018 by a district judge because he was left with an unwavering concern that Archer is innocent of all the crimes he's charged with. Yeah, and so is Hunter, and and uh, Biden's a great president, and other ridiculous thoughts like that. Not sure why this one surfaced today. Demonstrators beg police to do something, do anything, after watching a man being shot in the face by cops, inflicting a wound on his mouth that would disfigure him for life. We're back to January the 6th, 2021. Stop the steal rally there. It's just one more of the seemingly unending stream of what really happened January the 6th kind of stories coming to light day by day. Isn't that something? They didn't help him at all? Kind of wondering, does anybody anywhere have anything good to say about uh, Joe Biden? Maybe other than his wife, family members. 
Joe Biden's transgender agenda, specifically his advocacy for chemicals and body mutilation surgery of children, has put in the bullseye by a major church organization in America now. A report in the Christian Post explains that a commission by the Presbyterian Church of America has dispatched a letter to Giuseppe and other government officials too, asking that they discontinue promoting sex change surgeries and other injurious treatments on minors who have gender dysphoria issues. It's just crazy. Presbyterian official told the Post that children must be protected from the harms that come from rejecting your biological sex. God created humanity male and female. Persons who try to change their biological sex are attempting the very impossible. That from the Presbyterian Church. Well, what's the Lord up to now? He's telling people to do evil. What? A Colorado-based pastor for an online church accused of pocketing $1.3 million through a cryptocurrency fraud scheme told his followers in a video statement, the Lord told me to do this. Eli Regaldo and his wife marketed their cryptocurrency to Christian communities in Denver saying God told him people would become wealthy if they invested in this. That according to the Colorado Division of Securities in a statement they put out there. Pocketed $1.3 million, huh? Well, you got a long way to go to beat that guy down in Houston. It's your best buck now. Sad life. Two U.S. Navy SEALs lost during a mission to stop a shipment of Iranian weapons from getting to Houthi militants, now considered dead. After search failed, they quit searching. Macy's rejected a $5.8 billion offer to take it private, setting the stage now for a potential hostile takeover. Biden marked the anniversary of landmark Roe versus Wade's decision since overturned by announcing new initiatives aimed at increasing access to murder abortion. Elon Musk, he visited Auschwitz and participated in a memorial service there amid controversy over whether X properly moderates anti-Semitic post. An Applebee's $200 subscription pass for a weekly date night sold out in just a few minutes. So we suppose that answers TikTok's questions about whether it's an acceptable date spot. Applebee's. I don't know. I'm not sure I'd want to be a part of this one. We've all seen the headlines about extreme weather, all the things happening from coast to coast. One group is surprisingly optimistic that, no, there's not going to be any catastrophes in the day. What? A record $16.4 billion of catastrophic bonds were issued in 2023, and top hedge funds snapped up many of them. What are they? Catastrophe bonds? They're insurance-linked securities that pay outsized returns if a natural disaster doesn't happen. The investor puts up the collateral, if you will, to be used if the disaster occurs, but gets it back with interest if it doesn't. Really? Want to be a part of that one, huh? The Supreme Court got some help from a couple of conservatives. The Supreme Court going to let Texas's border razor wire be cut up now. By a 5-4 to four vote reported with a one-page order, the Supreme Court decided that border agencies may remove that sharp wire that Texas installed to deter migrants from crossing the border into the state from Mexico as a legal battle over the state's action just continues. And Biden says, bring them in. Bring them all in. Bring as many as you can. And Trump says, first day in office, it's going to stop. Boy, oh boy. 
hey, the FAA wants to check all the door plugs now on another Boeing model because you can never be too careful after a hole appears at 16,000 feet with a plane full of people. The Federal Aviation Administration has recommended that airlines inspect the door plugs on all Boeing 737-900ERs as soon as possible. Yeah, I'd do that before I head down to Tampa. <laughs> oh, dear me. Well, business who shared this one today, dollar stores are removing the self-checkouts around the country. Targets limiting things you um, 10 or less, then you can use self-checkout. A lot of rebellion going on at stores across America. So many people do not like self-checkout. Oh, well, it was a big day yesterday. I, I saved over $25,000 on a new car battery. My car runs on gas. Yours should too. Okay, uh, where is it? Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this important message. So what do you think? Does God make mistakes? What in the world? If you're listening to today's program, you have to be listening on the internet, my friend, or you have to be listening to a archived program because WHCB 91.5's transmitter blew up when they powered it up after a snowstorm. Was it last week? They've been off the air for days and days in discussing things with Dr. Hill yesterday. $40,000. That's before the share -thon. You need 40000 to get back on the air. I wonder if they'll be on the air by the time share rolls around. They're asking for your prayers, asking for your help, if at all possible, my friend. We all need a helping hand, and you kind of wonder sometimes, God, why? I used to preach a very popular message called, Why Me? Yeah, uh, I understand why things bad happen to some people, but why? Nah, yeah, it doesn't work, does it? You pray for WHCB and their transmitter, my friend, and continue to pray, if you would, for our ministry here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The word gets out, and God uses both in a very special way in the days ahead. Well, yesterday we talked about the people, the place, and the person. Really, the church in Thessalonica. The person was Paul, and uh, not a superman by any stretch of the imagination, and yet God Wow, used him in an incredible way. And the city, many wanted it to be the capital of the world, Thessalonica, everything going well there. You know, there's a secret to your Christian walk, my friend, and I think this is so important. Everything you do needs to have a commitment if it is going to last. I've been pastoring now heading into 36 years. I've seen it in the youth department, the young adults, cell programs. Somebody is committed to doing that thing, and it moves forward. Well, it's the same for you, whether it's church attendance or whatever you're doing. You have to be committed. And that's what we're talking about here in 1 Thessalonians, the first 10 verses. And, and you need a balance in your life. Christians so often get out of balance. We need it. You know, here's the secret of a committed congregation, as an example. Looking at 1 Thessalonians, it quickly becomes apparent that the recipients of this letter were not given to extremes. They managed somehow to maintain a balance in their spiritual walk with God. So with this in mind, we'll look at a couple of things. In verse 1, although Paul composed this letter, he did it in conjunction with Savanus, 
the Roman form of the name Silas, and, and Timothy, the three musketeers. All three individuals were colleagues in Corinth, and these three very active in the establishment of the church at Thessalonica. Acts 17, 1 Thessalonians 3, they sent the letter to the church to the Thessalonians. Bible scholars say that preposition to tells us the truth that did not come from the church. The church did not dictate truth. Rather, the church in the New Testament is a recipient and a student of the truth that the Holy Spirit taught through human mouthpieces, just as he does today. The situation is similar. When the scriptures are taught, the church has pricked its ears up to listen, and then it should obey and proclaim what it hears. What did you hear Sunday in your church? Are you doing whatever you heard? Also observe that Paul gives the heavenly address to the Thessalonian church. He says that it's God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ. Once individuals trust in Christ for their salvation, they're transferred from that domain of darkness oh, to the kingdom of light, Colossians 1.12. They become citizens in God's forever kingdom, and they can never lose their citizenship, John 10.27-29, through 29, and Romans chapter 8, 31-39. Now, since this is the way, their lives are to be marked by grace and by peace. So question today is, are you saved? What is your life marked by? I've been challenging our church in the area of, what do your neighbors say about you? If we were to just talk in church here and I bring your name up, what would this congregation say about you in your absence? I mean, I'd be asking them what they thought about you. What is the truth about that? Is your life marked by grace and peace? Well, and they were thanking here in verse 2. After this brief opening, Paul turns to giving thanks. We give thanks to God always for all of you. Well, praise the Lord, making mention of you in our prayers. How easy and enjoyable it is to pray for people who give us a reason to be grateful. I'm always telling my church, I want to hang around people that want to hang around me. Does that make sense? I mean, oh, I want to be around those people that hate me and think that I am, well, whatever. These people often prove to be accepting and affirming of your message. So many of you listening to this radio broadcast are, and that's a big deal to this preacher. I guess being real instead of fake, and we've had so much fakeness the last few years in every area, from the church to politics to, well, and then these people being supportive and giving rather than subversive and grabby. And here's a key. Just as the Thessalonians gave Paul reason to be thankful for him, we should also give others reason to be thankful, grateful for our presence in their lives. Does that make sense? Sure it does. And then here in verse 3, 4, and 5 of 1 Thessalonians 1, Paul specifies three things about the Thessalonian believers that caused him to regularly remember them in prayer. Here they are. Mark them down. Number one, work of faith. That is, their good works that flowed from their Christian faith was, well, exciting to him, outstanding. How's your work of faith as a Christian today? Second was their labor of love, or to put it another way, their active toiling that was prompted by their love. So do the job. I think over the weekend, one of our guys in the church plowed the church parking lot twice. Once would have been enough, but he wanted to make sure it was really clean Sunday morning toiling, loves the church, loves the people there, young guy, by the way. And third was their steadfastness of hope, their ability to persevere under the pressures of life because, well, they have their hope fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I say this in most of my meetings, whether it's in my revivals or with Southwest Radio Church or in my own church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The worst thing I believe about hell, no hope, nothing to look forward to. I've shared on past occasions a fantastic illustration I heard when I was first saved. I don't even remember the name any longer of the evangelist, but uh, this illustration just grabbed me, well, to this very day. He said, let's do this. What is the worst part about hell? No hope. Let's say that God changes his mind and God decides that you don't have to suffer for all eternity. No, you're only going to have to suffer for 10,000 more years. And this evangelist said, let's say that I could get in a fireproof elevator and somehow be dropped into hell with a fireproof suit on. And after I got off of that elevator, I would be able to get the attention of all the residents of hell today. He said, and then I would tell them the good news that almighty God has changed his mind and there would be no more eternal suffering in this place called hell. You only have to suffer 10,000 more years. This evangelist said, I believe there would be rejoicing in hell, knowing, having the hope that one day you're getting out. My friend, today would be a day, you think about this, digressing a little bit here from the message, but today, the day you need to stop what you're doing. If you're unsaved today, you need to fall on your face before God. Ask him to forgive you of this sinful life that you've lived and ask him to forgive you of your sins and he will and accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You'll find out this day is the greatest day of your life, my friend. Back to this first century church here. Hey, these Christians did not hide their Christianity or try to live in isolation from one another. No, they didn't. Instead, they worked together to incarnate their faith into a disbelieving, agnostic, antagonistic, atheistic world. Notice that they could do this because they knew that they were no longer under God's wrath, not now. They were beloved by God, chosen by God for his salvation here in 1 Thessalonians 1.4. And this is possible because the gospel was presented to them not only in word, because the gospel was presented to them in the power and the Holy Spirit of God, the divine side of life, and with full conviction, commitment, the human side of life. Verse 5, the first part there. Paul and his companions brought the good news of Jesus Christ to the Thessalonians with the firm belief that this was all true. What we're saying is all true. Acts 17, 1 through 3. Isn't this something, my friend? And it was done with the caring desire to live it out before them. 1 Thessalonians 1, 5, 2, 8 through 12. In other words, they came with answers and vulnerability. They clothed the gospel of Jesus Christ with real human skin, not simply batting the air with words. That should be you and I today. Live that life. It's so really vitally important. And I recommend you do it today. And finally, this is good. Woman says, it seems I spent a lifetime mouthing mechanically. Say thank you, sit up straight, 
Use your napkin. Close your mouth when you chew your food. Don't lean back in your chair. Just when I finally got my husband squared away, the kids came along. <laughs> I like it. Smile. It's a medicine, my friend. You've been listening to Low World News, Information, and Comment every weekday at this time. Thank you so much for being here. Are you my friend yet? I don't see your name there. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Past programs available at whcbradio.org or gregpatton.com. That's the way it is on a cold, rainy Tuesday, January the 23rd, 2024. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.